Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the Infused Show. I am joined, as always, by Mike Patterson, Francesca Vavla, guys. Hey there. Welcome to Oklahoma City. We yes, are here. we are here. It is the land of wind and storm <laughs> so far. And changing we weather by the minute. Yeah. <laughs> Brown grass. Uh, no, but good people. Um, yes, so this sir. is a very special edition of the Infused Show. We're doing this uh, on a trade show floor. Uh, yeah. We're here at Canacon, and we wanted to, to bring you this special episode that's brought to you, of course, by Terrapin Select. Be wise, be well. Visit Terrapin Select for all your health and wellness needs. Now, um, guys, I thought it was a cool uh, time to do the show, too, because it's March 31st. It's day one mm -hmm. of this show. Mm -hmm. But uh, today is National uh, Farmers Workers Day, too. Oh, okay. So a lot of the people that we're going to be talking Talking to and we encounter, uh, it's just kind of a, a cool little timely thing. Yep. And speaking of timely things, the topic of our show today couldn't be uh, better because one of the hottest things in this cannabis industry and in the health and wellness industries right now, little cannabinoid that you guys know by the name of Delta 8. Yep. Uh, now, here's the thing a lot of our listeners are, are, are curious about Delta 8. Um, I want to know. Where the hell did this come from? It seemed like it came out of nowhere. It seems like it, but it's kind of the same way that CBD entered the space. It yeah. kind of came out of nowhere. I think it started with the 2018 Farm Bill that legalized hemp and all of its byproducts. And so people think started with CBD out the gate, non-psychoactive, quote unquote, you know, thinking of it as the, quote, safe cannabinoid um, to really commercialize on and capitalize on. And then soon after that, I would say two years, maybe a year, like you start seeing more individual cannabinoids taking front and center stage. Obviously before we only knew about CBD and THC. Yeah. Now we have CBN and CBG and yeah. THCA and all of these other ones and Delta 8 falls into that and it's it was so unheard of because it is derived from CBD. So we couldn't know about Delta 8 until we knew about CBD. You bring up a good point, though, uh, before I get a mic. 2018, the passage of the Farm Bill, we know it's tucked there in, in there and protected. And then my best estimate was very late December of 2020. Boom. I mean, is I that think what it was you later than that. Was it 2020 or 2021? I mean, and that's when we saw you it never roll ask out. Ask me about time. Yeah, it's. You're, but you're right. <laughs> you're probably right, Nick. It's. It was. You're right. It was out of nowhere. I felt like we were getting a lot of solicitations from manufacturers we know in the CBD space with D8. And mm -hmm. I know when it first came up, we were like, "Wow, what is this?" And then we realized, and they realized they couldn't sell to us because we're in Delaware. Right. But up until that, I had never really seen much about it, heard much about it, and then boom, it was really hot new. Uh, product on the scene yeah and so i think i'm like you i feel like this came on really fast a lot of people heard about it not many people knew about it in including us yeah. you know Definitely. we sell cbd products and represent cbd manufacturers yeah. and we were at a loss which is not a comfortable place to be in <laughs> no no and then you get you're taking calls all of a sudden and saying hey mike do you want right. samples of delta 8 cookies delta 8 gummies delta yep. 8 yeah and then it was like oh my god we better jump on this because well into 2021 now it's a thing. Now it's a hot uh, product. And I, I got to bring this up. And even in 2022. Even in 2022, when, by the way, Stay the FDA strong. hasn't uh, evaluated or approved 
any Delta 8 products. The FDA hasn't done shit with anything (laughs) in terms of cannabis. So that's no surprise there. Delta 8 isn't special in that way. And I am not even remotely surprised. They can't get their heads around CBD. So they are so far behind. Really, when you think about it, CBD is a much easier product for the FDA to evaluate. Mm -hmm. Um, And I get the medical claims thing. Any business that touches medical has to be mindful of making medical claims. But in terms of this, the FDA's ability to analyze and study CBD, that's very simple in my mind. Right. Versus D8, which is a synth- synthesized product you know, from CBD that can be synthesized in a number of different ways depending on what solvents and what acids are used in that product. So, right. we need, so Yeah, we I, definitely need to open that up, Mike. Right. You, I want you to t- take Let's the run unpack there. That. The uh, uh, <laughs> by the way, I guess Frank, this episode is no longer brought to us by the FDA. Um, <laughs> the, uh, so Mike, for for our audience cuz I know uh, could you just tell us what this is? What's Delta 8? Well, I think I'd be, I'd be happy to talk about what I think Delta 8 is. It's a little bit unclear, a little bit gray in many ways in terms of because there is a lot of different ways to, to synthesize this product. And I think one thing, one common thing I hear a lot is, oh, it's a uh, synthetic. It's kind of a tongue twister. Yeah. It's a synthetic CBD or THC, and it's not. It's based on CBD um, uh, distillate that is then mixed and soaked and dissolved in solvent, okay? okay? And, and then that solvent then it takes all that, all that CBD and extracts it all into that, soaks it all in. Then that's mixed with an acid, stirred for anywhere between one hour and 18 hours, from what I understand and what I'm reading. That is also heated at about 200 to 250 Fahrenheit during that time. And then what you get is like a, a nice solution that's a acid, solvent, Delta 8, basically. Okay. So now, after that, you have to neutralize the acid out of there and then dry it, you know, clean, clean it, it, wash it type thing. Then it goes into testing. And the testing is really there to look for purity and to identify any byproducts that will be in this process. There's, and so then you can eat, remove the byproducts and what you're left is, is D8. Now, the, the crazy yeah. part is there's a variety of solvents and a variety of acids you can use in this process. So uh-huh. depending on what the chemist or doctor formulator selects, it's going to have different variations and different effects on the on the person consuming. Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of the real, at least in my mind, that's the issue for the FDA or any regulatory body for that matter, is okay. there's a number of and flavors consumers. and recipes yeah. that are yeah. available, and there's a number of different solvents, a number of different processes, and so there's absolutely no standardization at this point. And, and I think that's I think a real uh, kind of a red flag for the product and why it's still under a lot of scrutiny and why it's still banned in what a dozen states. Yeah. 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 I th- yeah. It's interesting because there is a big difference between it being a synthetic and it being synthesized. Delta eight is basically CBD transformed into Delta eight. So CBD, which doesn't get you high turns into a product that does get you high right. versus creating Delta eight out of nothing, which is not what happens. Right. You know, it starts right. with the CBD. Yep. So that yeah, that's the crux there. There, there. We have a number of regulations in place against synthetic cannabinoids. Right. This came in; it was protected under that farm bill because the way it's it's technically uh, derived. But Francesca says something really important. I want to make sure we cover for our audience when she brought up the idea of consumers. Um, this is a legal gray area, to use your term, Mike. 
and uh, there's little to no federal guidance. So we already know, without without outing them, I mean, I could, I'm a jerk, but <laughs> we know that there are companies taking advantage of that legal gray area when right. it comes to marketing this kind of thing, right? Sure. Yep. Always. And, uh, packaging with, oh, it's barely legal, uh, with a picture of a cartoon bear. Now, right. come on, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, we get into fights all the time about, we need to, packaging needs to be better, kids can't have it. Well, those companies, man, right. a lot of people need to be smacked here. And I, I think that's one of the real issues, and I understandably or justifiably so in my mind, is, is because you're taking a product that, and from a product, uh, from a base CBD that's non-psychoactive that people associate, users associate with wellness and treating symptoms, whether it's pain or anxiety or sleep or whatever it's going to be. And now you introduce it on the right next to it, a product that will give you a psychoactive effect uh, without really any understanding or, or, or education to the consumer. And so I think that when you have a packaging and you have a product line, I'm used to buying CBD, now I just bought this D8 and now I'm high and I didn't expect to be high or, I mean, that's what's led to some of these issues that regulators and lawmakers are not 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 happy about is they're like hey you're taking a product and people are whether it's giving it to the kids potentially giving it to pets <laughs> like you know and now that's a it's a problem and i think there's been a, a spike in cases um unfortunately that's that's really put a black eye on on the old d8 kind of brand in my mind and I think it's about, um, you know, it is up to the manufacturers who work with the packaging. It's up to the retailers. It's up to the people who are creating and selling Delta 8 products to educate Absolutely people and, and control those expectations. There is nothing wrong with getting high off of Delta 8. I've right. enjoyed many highs off Delta 8. They're wonderful sometimes. You made that plane ride go a whole lot smoother. <laughs> <laughs> but if, like you said, if I if I bought it next to CBD, I understood what CBD did and its effects on me. Absolutely. And I associated or e you made it equal and there was never is. taught anything different. You've got to manage those customer expectations. The only way to do that is through education. Yeah. So it's up to everybody to do a better job educating their customers. Yeah, and I think that's, I'm glad you guys both brought up that, that point of association. I think everybody, especially because the, the people that knew Delta 8 were CBD users, common, mm -hmm. you know, and the, especially when this thing rolled out. But because we associate one with the other, I'm like, oh, this is safe. And you were talking about, well, I give it to kids, I give it to my dog. Right. I give this thing to my puppy, and then I find her upstairs listening to a Grateful Dead bootleg <laughs> from 74. <laughs> I want to know what the hell's going on. That's right. just so, her. And <laughs> that's Layla. That's funny. So um, let's, get, let's get to the nitty-gritty, because uh, it's something our audience is, is going to want to know. What's the high feel like? Could, I, I'm going to challenge you guys to, to describe it as best you can. I got our team to describe it, and I've got some fun consumers. All right. Nice. For me, it was more mellow. Um, it was, uh, you know what? Let me take that back. It depends on what I took. And to Mike's point about there's a number of different solvents, there's a number of different ways that you can create it. Yep. You can tell there are different effects. The, what I, the first time I tried Delta 8 was with um, a cookie. It was a cookie like the size of maybe a silver dollar or a half dollar or something. Yeah. And I had half of that cookie. And I... I was high. It was a solid, good, happy, giggly high. Later, I tried a 25 milligram gummy. Right. Way more mellow, okay. way softer high, and I don't think my tolerance changed that much in between the two. So it really depends. Um, the only thing I would say is I'm, 
I'm highly functional on both THC and Delta 8. I think Delta 8 has maybe a little bit of softer edges, and That's I can center myself well, that is. better the with The softer edges is really, really accurate. That's, I felt a lot of that. I think the biggest thing I've noted is it's much more mild. So yes. I would, I'd like that 25 milligram gummy, I know which one you're talking about because yep. that's, that's the last one I had. That felt like a, t- a 10, a THC yes. 10 milligram, you know, maybe even not quite a 10. Mm-hmm. So like I felt it, but if I took 25 THC, I'd be wrecked. Like I know my tolerance is not where you're leveling, <laughs> but, you know, but it felt nice. It felt like a nice 10. So it's definitely milder, definitely softer. I was pretty mellow, but mm-hmm. it was, you know, like I said, the last one was last week on the airplane and uh, it was pretty long lasting. That was Philly to Seattle. It does last and long. And when we landed, I was still feeling it. Nice yeah. And really I didn't man. have any, like a hundred bourbons either. It was a straight D8. I, I wonder if there's anything about deliverability with this, because for me, those cookies that Francesca brought up. I took one of those on a train ride to New York, dealing with a little bit of travel anxiety. I was on another planet. Yeah. I was giggling. Did you take the whole cookie? Um, no, I, I took a half okay, of Okay, that's cookie. what I thought. And I, I was giggling. I was writing weird <laughs> Walt Whitman illusions. I mean, I was all over the goddamn place. I'm sure everyone else on that Amtrak was, was giving me uh, stares. I got, some, <laughs> I got some stuff from online. I want you to hear this. Uh, this is just a, uh, an anonymous consumer. I wanted to try it because I heard it was like diet weed. Oh, uh, diet weed. Diet I weed. Love that. That's good. Do you like that Solid. one? Yeah. Um, That's a good one. Here's another one, anonymous consumer. It doesn't have the paranoia effects that Correct. I found with Delta 9. Correct. So I oh, wanted I to see that. what the buzz was about. Did somebody really write that? That's, that's not marketing? Because that's, that's marketing. really funny. Not marketing. That's, good. that's an actual consumer. Now, I had, I had a little paranoia. Did you? Yeah. Did you? Not oh, like, you did. I wasn't crawling out of my skin, but I was bugging for about 20 minutes at yeah. one point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We have a lot of people, though, that say, that, you know, Delta 9 is a, is a, that is a neighborhood they don't want to go into again. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they stick with Delta 8. Would you guys, would you guys like to hear what the, the rest of the team uh, yeah. from the Sales Joint Associates with. Let's here's, go. Here's one uh, from Poet Laureate, producer extraordinaire, Frankie Fifth Year. I said, could you describe the high? And he said, wavy. <laughs> <laughs> he said, wavy. But I, I you know, as further... I uh, be crashed uh, on that wave. Uh, as we were going through it, he uh, explained it really well. Kind of hit him in waves, and he said, here's a keynote, wasn't expecting to get high. He got very high. And then here's something go back to the diet weed thing frank says no munchie effect and i gotta tell you he's right that is true wow that is frank, true. did you get couch locked or anything or are we pretty yeah <laughs> and we gotta say to our audience this is all subjective stuff totally. but I'm, I'm saying i didn't get the munchies my man frank didn't get I the didn't munchies we i got, didn't we got people saying it's like diet weed huh. yeah it's, bad. it's interesting. interesting um and then the great <laughs> A.K. Ashley Laws, she said, and you know this is the, the God's honest truth. She's like, I underestimated it. It was a full body euphoria, and she wants to warn our listeners, you take too much, you get nauseous. Uh, wonder so, how much was too much, because she's got a pretty high tolerance. She told me that she thought she was on another planet. She wow. really, she put moon on moon boots. boots. Yeah, she put on moon boots. Wow. She's probably rocking some David Bowie. She probably um, had a bag of cookies. I was going to say, I wonder, <laughs> I want to know how much she ate. Probably. So we're talking about who's using this thing now. Um, it's, it's people that have previously used CBD, right? So this isn't like something uh, that 
people are reaching for? I, I think so, because I think a lot of people with mar medical marijuana cards are going for Delta 9 products. And oh. I think that they, they enjoy the plants um, as in plant therapy. I think people who are using CBD, especially if you look at like people who don't have their cards, not in rec legal states and looking for, you know, yeah. at least yeah. somewhat legal, easy ways to go into a retail place and get that high or go online and get that high. I can see that being that's what I see. That's what I'm seeing a lot of, Francesca, is right what you said, is people that are in where they don't either don't have a medical card or their state has is legal at all. If it's available there, it's kind of like their intro yes. you know, to it, and it's something they can do. I, the other thing I see as potentially a, a nice effect um, on the THC market from D8 is the fact that I think some people who are hesitant to try THC products yes. can kind of use this as their as their bike with training wheels almost and kind of get a vibe. They can still buy it easily. Don't, yeah, they you know, feel, feel better okay. about it for you know, some I'll reason. pick up some tincture, some CBD tincture, and there's some D8. Yeah. And so if they can, if they start getting where they like the gummies, I mean, they have pre-rolls. They have all kinds of forms. Yeah. And so they get start comfortable with D8, then I think they might be more likely to say, let's take it to another level and go get some THC and, and see how that's going to work. So it might I can be see that. A, like an opener for a lot of people. For a lot it's of really people, hard yeah. for us to say because it's not legal to sell or buy in Delaware. Like I went into um, a glass shop to get some new glass and I asked them I said hey do you guys carry Delta 8 knowing that they're not supposed to I just was curious if they did or not if everybody was following right. the rules and the girl was like no it's not legal to carry here I was like oh okay thanks and she like kind of paused and nobody else was in the store and she was like if you ask three more times, she's like, the answer might be different, but yeah. it can't be this time. It's and in I was back like, oh. next to the kratom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the kratom. You guys got to go back in the archives and check out our kratom episode. Don't, don't bother. We didn't friggin' do one. Uh, <laughs> but it's funny. You both talked about places with restrictive cannabis laws. I like that stat that I shared with you guys which said it's funny that 80% of these users are cannabis users with Delta 8. So it's like it, there's something about this high. Uh, we have a lot of people in cities. Um, but what I thought was really interesting, average age of, this, of the Delta 8 user, 34. 53% hmm. are women. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I think it's also, you know, the, I guess that doesn't mean much except unless you compare it to the percentage of women versus men for um, Delta 9, for THC uh, products, yeah, right. you know, like because I think women are a growing demographic for, um, for Delta 9. And so it wouldn't surprise me if those numbers are pretty similar, yeah. you know, if it's 51% or 48% of Delta 9 and 53% of Delta 8. But um, I'd be careful to say, like, oh, well, maybe women feel more comfortable with it because, right. I'm like, that sounds sexist to me. Like, it's a softer, feminine way to get high. That's bullshit. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's, this thing can <laughs> knock you, so I want to make sure that... But I, I wonder if it's, like, kind of a soccer mom thing or, like, the moms who don't want to go into a dispensary or, you know, like, if there's some more... If there is more social stigma for moms, for women right, around right. using cannabis and so they can use Delta 8 without that stigma, that would maybe. not surprise me. Maybe. Maybe. I, the other part too is like, you know, talk about users and stuff. You're avoiding a lot of tax by you're not under getting that's the state great point. tax that's on THC when you're buying oh, Delta. Shit. That's so a great point. So there's another like reason this is growing with a lot of THC D9 users is like you can still get a really good buzz for a fraction of the cost when you yeah. start knocking off what twenty percent, you know, something right. like that of tax that's sitting on top you of it. Blew my mind. So I didn't that even could think be of that. one thing that's driving the stats and purchases is. Uh, in rec legal states or medical sure. states are people moving that that's maybe utilizing 
D8 in lieu of THC because it it's be more economical. I don't know. Or, it's, it's or the, they hit their limits for no. um, their purchasing. Yeah. Bridging. Yeah. The bridging. Yeah. 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 If we're looking at the why, and you're both bringing up the why people are going to them, uh, to this kind of product, we all said that we were using uh, this while traveling. So it's got to be, there's got to be like, are people using this to treat things that they would take a pill for in the past? Right. I think so. I think it's the same. They, I think it, it's more likely to maybe replace or supplement D9 at, um, or CBD, and then those are already replacing or supplementing pharmaceuticals. So okay. it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. 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 If you're, like, instead of a Xanax, you get a Delta 8, or instead of your blunt, you you get a gummy of Delta 8 The other thing, you know what I told you, you mentioned about replacing. One thing I noticed with the Delta 8, I didn't have any residual or or after effect that was problematic. Did you with Delta 9? No, but I'm saying, like, Xanax or something like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Replacing. You're right. um, (laughs) Not opioids. Prescription over the counter. I had, it kind of was, like, done moved on mm-hmm. and then I was like damn it went away where's the rest you know? <laughs> <laughs> it is you know the safety though be- because of the lack of regulation because of the different ways that it can be made because you don't know who to trust I mean go back to the beginning of CBD and why you know terrapin was found it was like the idea behind you don't know who to trust there's too much out there too much noise a lot of marketing no education yeah. no clarity so no standards so there is, there's nothing unsafe about Delta 8 done right. There is something unsafe just or, or risky about shopping for Delta 8 because what does it mean to do it right if you don't know that and don't know what to ask? You really hit, hit the nail on the head there, Francesca, because I'll, I'll take us back to a month ago. We were at a show, and there was a oh Delta God. 8 manufacturer near us. And I the recall. first question you asked is, how, what's your process? How is How this How do you made? extract this? And, and she couldn't answer I don't know. One I'm just a salesperson. I don't know. Well, we have a doctor, and he's awesome. And so I know it's, oh, well, it's, it's uh, really uh, good. No, come on. We're done. That's good, that right? need blinking guy. Yeah. I've got a doctor. <laughs> yeah, I've got a doctor. And so that was their, oh, I'm supposed to feel good about that? Hell no. Yeah, he's yeah. a doctor of literature. Doctor who? <laughs> <laughs> doctor <laughs> feel good? Doctor <laughs> you know, Doctor Oz? So there is yeah. a lot. You hit the nail on the head when you talked about safety. In education and standardization, yes, like those things have to go hand in hand for for this really to work long term, and for the for you know, uh, say legislators and state, local, federal, whatever it's going to be, for them to accept it, for more states to allow it, those things have to be standardized and really come to grips with about what's what's this going to look like for a product in this industry. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we got into. I want to make sure we cover that because we we kind of pride ourselves on that of being as honest as we can be about the state of the industry and the topics we talk about. I want to make sure that we, we, we come in here and say, here's some good and bad. Here's the pro and the con of this yep. thing. Mike brought up one that just like smacked us both. It was like, man, th- there's much less of a tax burden. And we, we, we see how that's passed down. Um, what other good things are we getting from Delta 8, Francesca? I think it's always interesting to see that this plant, that the cannabis plant in all of its forms has more to offer than what we have access to right now. So to me, that's the biggest win. It's not the Delta 8 win, it's the cannabis plant win. And that plant therapy has so much room to grow and so many avenues that we have yet to explore. So that's what's exciting to me about Delta 8. Delta 8, it could be good, it can be bad, so I can't really speak universally to it. I enjoy it. Um, I've partaken in it without the education for sure. and felt perfectly fine um but it's the cannabis win for me it's like what else can we can we do it's also a slippery slope 
when we synthesize something from the cannabis plant, are we doing right by it? So it, it opens up more conversations, more scientific exploration, sure, and sure. more opportunities for consumers, for producers, for science. Mike, I want you to give me a positive about the, the Delta 8. The evolution craze. of the plant is, is really, really head, head, head and shoulders a great answer. The other part of it for me is just availability. You know, if you look at it, it's available in 38 states. Sure. Uh, uh, right now, in and around, maybe something's changed, but I think yeah. it's about 38 states, and, and cannabis THC is not available in 38 states right now. Mm -hmm. So I like the availability and, and being able for the plant to reach more people and to offer more more solutions medically, recreationally, however people choose to use that. Yeah. And then since we're talking about National Farm Workers Day, stat that I brought up uh, in pre-show from January of 2022, for our farmers, Delta 8, they're getting 1,400 per kilogram for Delta 8. CBD isolate right now is 550 per kilogram. So it's offering farmers a way to make a little bit more, more mm. cash right now, too. Yep. And um, so that's, that's is one thing. Is it farmers thing. or processors that would be making the money? Because they're still growing industrial hemp, right? Yeah, I guess it depends. Be the, I, I guess yeah, it would depend on, on what, what, that, what that farm is doing with their right. license. But Absolutely. economically, you're right. There's that benefit. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I want to make sure I brought it up. Now, give me a con. What do we got to watch out for? I think the con to me is just the education and understanding and, and people having all of the information available to them is, is one con because it's just not there yet. Yeah. I think a con would be you get one manufacturer doing it the cheapest, sloppiest, worst possible, unhealthy way to do it and mass producing some product that people ingest and either get sick from, you are back to vape gate. And Delta yep. 8 gets uh, demonized across the board universally. So yep. I think we have to we have to be ready for that um, turn. That's a great talking point. We'll be right back to the 2019 vape crisis just due to one bad formulation. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, and we, we don't have enough research, as you guys both brought up. Lack of research adds to a lack of consumer trust after a while and after a lot of stories get out about yes. what it does to you. So um, I'm going to ask you to take that crystal ball uh, six months, a year from now. What's the future of Delta 8? Do you think that regulation is going to be tightened? Or do you think you're going to see it opened up, Mike? I think the federal government, state governments are going to try to tighten it up. I think they're going to try to want to get tax on it is what I see. I think it's a, going to be driven by they're missing out on tax. So I see it being treated like THC in six months. Six months out, THC part two. What do you think, Francesca? I can see that. I can, I can see tighter restrictions on it before I see looser restrictions for sure. And I think... Tax is such a great point, Mike. I he also think everything. you can, I know, <laughs> but I think you can also get to the point where people are like, um, you shouldn't be able to get high on over-the-counter uh, products, so let's pull this. Like, if that's the issue, then Delta 8 goes bye-bye. Yeah. All right. Those are two really, really good points. What do you think? What's yours? Points. I, I, I tend to agree with you, Mike, that six months out, we might see this thing tightened up a little bit more yeah. because you kept bringing up... I think we can we can look at my headphones are just messing with me today. Everybody, <laughs> I think you can you can look at you know we both are looking to figures like is it legal in twelve states or fourteen? Well, there's these two states they don't know yet. They're right. going to regulate it, but they haven't. <laughs> but but I think six more months to a year we're going to see it treated the same way we, we see cannabis treated. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know I don't know if there there's going to be uh, a cry of joy or a cry of what the you know at that point. <laughs> right. But that, that's where I see it going. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, so I know I know the dance card is full on the day. So I really do want to thank you both for doing this episode here at a show. I, I want to do this again. Yeah, uh, we definitely want to be doing this again. Anytime, any place. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no, so, this is great. I'll tell you what, I like doing it at the show because it's fun seeing all the people come by, for taking sure. pictures, yeah, like there giving in the us the finger. They're always, they're always uh, doing that. No, it is fun. And it, there's a lot of energy and we tend to feed off it and we kind of, you know, show what we do. So we're going to spend some more time here at Canacon. Uh, but I do want to thank you both. I know your dance card's filled uh, for the rest yes, of the day. Yes, uh, Jessica is speaking at 2.30. 2.30. So we're going to be Room one. in attendance cheering her on. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, well, listen, Mike, Francesca, thank you both so much. I really appreciate you, it. Uh, this was a great episode. It's a useful episode. Uh, to our, our listeners, the great Delta 8 debate here on the Infuse Show brought to you by Terrapin Select. The Infuse Show from Oklahoma City. Uh, wow. So the next time we see it, it'll be from Delahue, Delawat, Delaware. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. If you're looking for ways to utilize cannabis to keep you healthy, strong, and sharp, come join us every Wednesday where we dive into the best ways to use cannabis to optimize your life. Topics include cannabis and athletics, cannabis for productivity, cannabis for anxiety, cannabis for a healthy immune system, and so much more. If you're a curious connoisseur, this show is for you. So please head over to our page and we're looking forward to seeing you this week. Bye.